At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have hilarious comedian Chris Lamberth is here. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. It's it's our pleasure. So I got to meet you. I'm sure we've met before because I've been doing comedy for about 10, 11 years. How long have you been doing comedy for? Same around the same time. I started like in 09. Okay. We would have, I know your name, but I don't think we've ever talked like we did at that show in Newark at Justin Williams' show. But I knew of you. Well, I got to see your set and you're fucking hilarious. Oh, I was really impressed. So I told CG and I was like, we have to have him on the podcast. Oh, I Uh, appreciate that. Yeah. And why did you start comedy? I felt like I, was suppressing it for years and years and years. I was always a comedy fan when I was a kid. I would watch Def Comedy Jam. I'd always tape it, but if I couldn't watch it live, I would watch it in the morning, like Saturday morning cartoons. And I would watch SNL, Live in Color, listen to Richard Pryor tapes, Paul Mooney, Martin Lawrence incessantly. And my dad would let me play it in his truck, the tapes, and we'd just, I was obsessed. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of want to know about the shows at the Borgata, to be uh, quite honest. You oh, got a week of shows at the Borgata? Is it is it every night for a week? Well, it used to be every night. It used to be about five or six shows. Now they, I think they're working their way back. So it's, this week I'm doing four. So uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are the dark nights. I did a show last night, one tonight one Thursday, and then one Friday. And every show is at 9, o'clock, 9 p.m. And you three comedians, 20 minutes each. It's pretty good. It's a good gig. And now you obviously stay in the penthouse for like I'm the week. In the penthouse, but I'm just in a, I'm in a nice room. I'm in probably one of the nicest rooms I've ever been in for comedy. I did do a commercial at... Uh, the Renaissance Hotel in Albany, and that was pretty swanky. Mm. But this is a good, this is a nice hotel. Yeah, it's a nice room. You definitely, you could have told me it was the penthouse and I wouldn't argue with you at all. I've been like, yeah, that's the penthouse. I'm being honest, I'm being transparent, you know? You gotta, you gotta keep keep it real on the podcast. But it's a, it's a nice room. I'm not, I'm not gonna scoff at it, you know? Yeah, that's quality curtain fabric right there. Yeah, one one time I I did a a New Year's Eve show and they put me in a travel lodge and it was like one of those rooms where you open up and you're you open up the door and you're outside like where you could just get murdered, <laughs> one of those like one of those hotels that would have been in um, what's the No Country for Old Men. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can you can get murdered in those hotels and nobody knows. Yeah, like, the best thing about them is like there are murders there and just it's all good afterwards like there's cops nobody really finds out so yeah it's sketchy when you're not like a murderer yourself yeah it can be a sketchy place but um i've been yeah i've been Mm -hmm. we've all been there (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad right now you're in like a nice borgata room yeah sometimes you deserve it you do all these shows and and every now and then you get a a sweet gig and we all deserve it you know every time you you get a chance to do a like a casino or just a nice gig. You you we deserve it because of all the shit that we go through to to do what we do. So every now and then you you get one of those nice ones. 
And there, yeah, you got those nice thick curtains that the hotels have just so you can sleep the whole day if you want to. Yeah. Light in complete darkness. I always, right. I, always, I like that, man. I dig that. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving on to the first topic. <laughs> the Wisconsin Senate just approved a bill which allows them to dissolve dead bodies and dump them into the sewers. And then now I just read today that there's been a third, I don't even know if the second state is, but Oregon, I hope I said that right, Oregon, they just said yes to dead bodies being used as fertilizer. And at first I was kind of like really grossed out by this, but then I'm like, what do you do with dead bodies? Like I think cremating seems like the most efficient, but maybe the most efficient is putting them into sewers. And I'm guessing this is for the bodies where like families aren't claiming them. I wouldn't really care if my body was turned into fertilizer, but I just wanted to get your guys' opinions. I I think the sewer part of it, they just added on because like the articles are all about like the Catholic Church being against it. Right. And the sewer part, I mean, you just kind of pour it down a drain and it goes into the sewer. But it's like they liquefy most of the body. Right. They liquefy most of it. So there's like no DNA left, no nothing left except bones. And then they cremate the bones. But they dump they basically dump the the rest of it, the liquid, into the sewers. But I think them saying the sewers, like, I don't think they're going directly to the sewers. Like, somebody's just, they're just pouring that shit down the drain. So I'm not that appalled. That's where feces goes and stuff like that. I don't, you know, I'm not that worried about it. We ain't drinking the sewer water. But the Catholic Church is like, you're supposed to respect the dead bodies more than that. They let you cremate people. They don't want you to spread the ashes. That's the Catholic Church's thing. Now they don't want you to liquefy these bodies either. I it's for the John and Jane Doe's. I guess it's okay, but I did grow up Catholic. I've been I was in Catholic school from preschool to the end of undergrad. That's just how it ended up. And I don't know if that's part of my indoctrination, where it's just kind of like it's a sacred thing. But even though we're not, the, the spirit isn't in us anymore. But it's just the way the way that they said we're just gonna fucking put them in the sewer. <laughs> you know, it's it's not, it's just, it's kind of like we'll dispose of them in a proper way. And then you could tell us that you're going to do that, then put them in the sewer. I think they did that on an episode of Breaking Bad where they killed that kid. Uh, what's the, I don't know, did you guys watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, definitely. And they melted the body with like hydrochloric acid or whatever. Yeah. 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 Where that kid, where, what's his, they call him Meth Damon. Jesse Plemons is him. That's the actor. Dude, that they killed? No, he. Well, his character killed a boy, a little boy, when they were robbing that, taking that solution from the train. They were robbing that the train with the with the solution, and then a little kid saw them do it, and Jesse Plemons' character killed the kid, and they had to dispose of the kid, and they melted him or whatever in that acid that you talked about. You know what? Yeah, that dude, I know who you're talking about because he's actually he's actually in this show Fargo, like the second or yes. third season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's his oh. wife is Kirsten Dunst. But that's I That's how they know, met. I know oh, that's how they met. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, because in no way did I think like they fit as a couple, really. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't realize they were married. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, good for him. Good yeah, for exactly. They're happy. Yeah. So, all right, so we're gonna move on to- So what... wait, do we believe in this? Do we believe in the liquefying of these people? Cause I'm, I'm cool with it. I would think that it would be difficult to bury everybody or yeah. even, they say this, they say the thing's cheaper than cremation. Okay. And, and you, they say it's cheaper than cremation and it's greener or whatever. Like it, it lets less toxins into the air and stuff like that. So that's what they're saying. But then the Catholic Church is against it. And then, you know, I don't know. What do the people think? Do they care? What Do people care what the Catholic Church thinks, really, anymore? I feel like they do. I'm not too worried about it personally. With all I the kid stuff, you know? That's why I had to leave. Like, it's like the, a lot of the tenants are like, you know, treat people, do unto others as you, as you would have them do unto you and treat people with respect. But other than that, I mean, with the kid stuff and hide, moving these pastors around like chess pieces and not punishing them, like, fuck you guys. Yeah. 
I can get down with what you're saying. Completely. Yeah, G- Jesus, it, maybe he is real. He probably, I don't know, maybe he was, uh, maybe he's a real dude, but then, but I don't think he would condone the child rape. No. <laughs> you know? Definitely not. So you could tell him to fuck off. We're going to do what we want to do. Well, I was raised Jewish. Okay. So I really, I mean, I'm a fan of Jesus, the ascended master. Mm-hmm. But I don't, what does a like, fan of him mean? Like, I believe in his actual teachings of love, mm-hmm. acceptance, humanity, actually treating people the way you want to be treated. You know, not just saying it and then not doing it. Right. But I think they took his way of being and then the Bible is a version of it that certain men like twisted it in a sense yeah. and it fear based. So like I I fucks with Jesus, the real Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, but not like the whitewashed, oppressive, controlling version that they tried to spin his teachings into. If I was a Christian, I would tell you you're probably not to say supposed to say you fucks with Jesus or whatever, but I'm not. But I heard you say that, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. But I do, about the liquefying the things and then making them fertilizer, that's like in the Matrix where they liquefy the dead and feed it to the living. And I'm cool with that, man. That's just engineering. That's what the robots did. And who's smarter than the robots? Nobody. Isn't that what Soylent Green was about? It's been so long, but Soylent Green, where they, the, is that the, like that Charlton Heston movie where he's like, Soylent Green is people. <laughs> You guys, all, you guys remember that? I don't know. That impression was money, but I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I like that a lot. So I cool. haven't seen that movie in a while. I thought it was like a surprise at the end where they found out it was yeah. all right. But I'm not against it. I feel like what burying someone's dead body underground in a coffin doesn't seem that much better, and you're already dead. So like, I don't care. If they want to do that, it just the way that they did make the headline of that one article was pretty extreme, like putting them into sewers. You know, it just sounds yeah. more degrading than it kind of is. Right. But, um, all right. So I guess, E.G., since you want us to come to a conclusion, I'm going to say I don't really mind it so much. It doesn't bother me. I'm going to say I'm into it. I, I'm going to say I don't mind it either. I just don't like the the verbiage that they used yeah. to, to do it. Have, have some respect. Okay, yes. Oh, and one thing, as far as the religion thing is concerned, anytime man is involved, it always gets muddled up. The message can always get muddled up. Like having to study the Bible, you kind of even from a Christian standpoint, going to schools like that, I mean, there's still like this, an interpretation of the Bible and what context it was created out of and who the message was meant for, what type of people. So there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts and variables involved in that. So you can easily get screwed up when it comes to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I'll say about that. Well, I have to say, so CG, he went to Christian school, except for two years he got to go to public. And I think through his experience, he would say the same. CG used to get high in high school and then tell his friends about Jesus. <laughs> okay. Listen, my friends had not heard the good news. And so I'm getting high and we're having a great time. And all I can think about is they're going to be burning in hell when I'm living it up in heaven. And so I'm like, hey, hey, dudes, you know, we got to get this straightened out because I want my bros with me. That's basically how, how we get done. Sure. But, um, <laughs> I didn't realize how off-putting it must have been until later in life when they told me about it. But yeah, I was trying to save some souls, Kate, okay? I'm not anymore. I'm not into that anymore. But back then, you know, I just wanted my bros. My yeah. bros to be safe. <laughs> there you go. Just like that in Sunday school, you took in like the message, but not the don't do drugs message. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. then, and then also I found out like that that's a reason for people not to invite you back to, to smoke in their basement. <laughs> when I was in high school, we had because I went to Catholic high school and, and we had this group called the peer ministers and they were an elite group of teens 
that were seniors that we would organize retreats for the underclassmen and we would do all this stuff in the school and it was a big deal because we had we wore uniforms and the uniforms during the summer we had like polo shirts like the maroon or or, or white polo shirts but if you were a peer minister you got to wear a navy blue polo shirt it was a, an elite thing i was one of them it was a big deal it was a really big deal so it was pretty neat but we weren't like assholes you couldn't be in peer ministry and be an asshole but we'd have stuff you know they would like it was a big like uh what are they like uh i don't know it's weird to say audition but uh <laughs> interview process where they're like what would you do if your friend said that he was gay and i said who had a friend that was gay that in high school i would just say all right let's go get some pizza <laughs> you know <laughs> let's go let's go hang out dude but yeah it was it was an interesting thing. And you still got your position? I had no idea that existed. And then you still yeah. retained your position, even though you're just going to go out and eat pizza with the gay guy. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was because I think, you know, I think there was like some progressive. This was 1997, 98. And even going to a school like that, it was still pretty progressive. You know, like we would we had a world religions class and we learned about the Muslim religion. And that was three years before 9-11, a couple years before 9-11. And like we were talking about with the Bible is like, you know, those people bombing and killing people. That's a perversion of that text. That's how I look at it. People that are doing these destructive things, saying it's based on the scripture, but it's their warped sense of them being like a Christian fundamentalist, you know? So that's, so it was never like this hate. I didn't have any hate for Muslims after that. And I think I was just kind of open to other cultures. I don't think it was the typical education that you would think it would be. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they weren't then maybe as tightly bound as some other Catholic schools would have been if they're teaching yeah. religion and letting you say, yeah, I would just take him out for pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the right answers. Like, let a person live, you know? Yeah, I was in the drama club, for Christ's sake. You're just around everybody. It's just, it's a very small... I mean, I, I came, you know, I grew up in the Maryland, D.C. area. It's metropolitan in a lot of ways. So you kind of grow up around different types of people. And and I think, you know, just being on a larger scale, like we're you guys, I'm assuming are in Philly and are you Philly area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Philly and, and, and New York coming up in New York. You see all these different types of people. And it's just fucking boring if everything's so homogenous, you know. Exactly. I just think it colors your world in a better way. Now, what were you guys called? What were the elite people called? <laughs> I, I just said elite, but it was it, we were peer ministers. It was like because we they were peer, upperclassmen, peer ministers, peer ministers oh, yeah. Sure. It's like kind of like a big brother, big sister thing. Sometimes you do skits. You just be somebody that freshmen could look up to, and you, you could ask questions. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um. I mean, I it was just a, condoms. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't do that. No, we didn't do that. But uh, if we did, there would have been less uh, pregnancies. But there weren't that many. There were too. There were too many. But no, did you, we, were you supposed to reach out to the bad kids? Was that part of it? Ah, uh, God, what did we do? So we would do you're retreats from the flock, and then you're supposed to go get them and bring them back to the flock. Was that a part of it? It was it wasn't that intensive. Like every class would have retreats and we'd lead those and we would do activities and social situations and stuff like that. It was pretty chill, but it was just like another it was almost like it was another thing that you could notch. You could like check off the box of I did this in high school. Please accept me. College, you know, oh, you get into college. If you're a peer minister, you're getting into college. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was cool, but people could look up, reach out to you if they wanted to, you know, if if there was an underclassman that was going through something, they could, you know, reach out to you. You make yourself available to those kids. Yeah. Well, 
I you mean, sound I, like a much better person than we're used to having on this podcast. just a normal flawed dude like everybody else that has failed. It's, you know? it's very refreshing. That's all, that's all I'm saying. It's not. It makes me feel like a better person just that you're here. Oh wow! Thank you. you. <laughs> that makes me feel good. That's very nice. Thank you, CG. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. I mean, I try to get good, kind, moral people all the time, but I'm glad that, I mean, yes, we've never had a peer minister on, so. You guys just made me think of that. I hadn't thought about that in a, in a long time when we were talking about just like the way coming up, you know, Catholic school and all that. Well, I'm going to try to tie this into the next topic that sure. I want to get to, which is there are actually a lot of very biblical people who think that different things happening in the world right now are linked to like doomsday. I do think we're going through a massive change. I don't think it's necessarily the devil has come, but I do think a lot of wake up calls are happening. Like there's another huge sinkhole that opened up on, I think the upper east or west side in Manhattan, a huge sinkhole just opened up. Oh, wow. uh, and then the flooding in Germany, that just happened, that is insane. And then there was a crazy flooding, I think, in Detroit, obviously in New York City, the videos of the subways being underwater. I think it's linked to climate change, glaciers yeah. melting, redistribution of water. How do you guys feel about these crazy weather monsoons and sinkholes and what's going on? I guess, uh, I don't know. Um... I mean, like, can't there just be flooding in a place? Like, doesn't that just doesn't that just happen? And don't don't sinkholes just happen? Like, if you got a whole city and underneath the city is like a subway, like they dug up all underneath the city, couldn't it be easy enough for the city, you know, something to sink down into it? I don't know. To me, that's pretty simple. And then the flooding. I was seeing pictures of like the flooding in Germany. And that was like, it was up to like the, the car windows, like the minivans, like halfway up the windows. So whenever, whenever I see that, I'm like, damn, like Germany's in the middle of Europe. It ain't on the coast. Like it wasn't Katrina happened. And then there was flooding like that. They're just sitting in the middle of Europe and they're getting flooded like that. So, I mean, it is pretty intense, but do I think it's like the apocalypse? Not until it starts flooding here. <laughs> <laughs> Not until it starts happening to me. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you, Kate. I think it's uh, it's climate change and the fact that we've just, as a society, have been negligent towards, you know, Al Gore and, you know, just not, like, taking taking things into consideration. But I know, like, what was it, two, whenever, two weeks ago, uh we had it really bad in Jersey and every, there's been times even before Sandy where it's, it's flooded and it's just, it's just, it gets in my area, which is right by, you know, minutes away from the George Washington bridge where it just gets flooded and it it gets really intense. There was a guy that got stuck in, in the driveway in my apartment complex and then he had to get towed out. And I was gonna, I think this was before, this, I was getting an oil. I had to get an oil change because I hadn't had one in a, in a, over a year. And the light comes on. I'm like, okay, I got a trip uh, the next day, so let me get my oil change. It just starts raining and everything's getting crazy. And I said, oh, while I'm out, I guess maybe I'll try to see Black Widow. And then it was just raining really bad. I said, I like Scar Joe, but not that much because if I don't want to get flooded in uh, in my neighborhood and and just have to deal with that shit. So I just went home and lo and behold, it did. There were pockets where it was just flooded. And it's it's just a it's just negligence on our government's part to really. Um, or, or I guess maybe across the across the world to not really take all to not really take all this into consideration and try to do something to try to turn it around or, or stave off the the effects of of just nature taking its course, but I don't know. Yeah, pollution's a real thing. You know, air pollution, factories spitting shit out mm -hmm. constantly. Like, 
we do have to pay more attention to it, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. CG's thinking it's not the apocalypse. Uh, uh, real thing, folks. You heard it first. Kate Wolf, Invasion of Privacy. Pollution, folks. It's a real thing. You're such a dick. No, it's a good line. It's a good line. It it puts us in the know. You're making it sound like it's elementary, but like I'll tell you what, when COVID first started and a lot of the factories and things got shut down, like the canals in Venice were suddenly clear and like I think they saw dolphins and like it's a real thing. Like we're killing this planet and she's responding. And I'm just like praying that the Philly suburbs, you know, because I'm on a first floor level. I don't want to get swept away. Gotta be a she. Mother Earth. Mother nature. <laughs> All right. Two against one. You gotta <laughs> win this one. What race is what race is she? As long as long as we're giving her races. But it's a woman uh, though. But you don't, don't get do canceled, that. CG. <laughs> don't get canceled. Just say, you good know, call, good call. I just, was and just say that it's a she, and you'd probably be better if you said that it was a black woman. So that's what I'm saying. Be better off, yeah. Just say yeah. she's a black woman. Mother Earth is all colors. I yeah. mean, technically, she's blue and green. If you're really gonna look at the body of the planet, then why yeah. can't she be a dude too? If she's like everything, fine. Mother, Mother, Father Earth. Okay, CG, Mother, Father Earth. All colors. Every race? Yeah, obviously, because she breeds all humans, all animals, all plant life. So it's this multifaceted being, obviously. (laughs) I I want you to draw me a picture of it when we're done with the podcast. I have Mother Earth pictures (laughs) and paintings, actually. I have painted so many Mother Earth things. You're saying that sarcastically. You're about to get a lot of fucking pictures. Anyway, watch that movie. Watch that Darren Aronofsky movie, uh, Mother Earth, with uh, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence. It's just called Mother. If you ever that, seen, you seen that? That thing was weird. That was a crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't was know wild. what was going on. Once the movie was over, I started to piece it together, like the biblical stuff. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like that was wild. Yeah. I didn't see it because I watched the trailer and I saw the metaphors and the symbolism I felt like they were going for, but I was also getting real creepy, annoyed vibes. And I was like, I don't want to sit through this like psychological thriller. Like she was just like, hello, what? Like it would just seem like this heightened thing. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to enter that space. That's you though. You are heightened. That's you are, not- you are, you are at the height of paranoia. And so like that movie's perfect for you. Yeah. But no. what was that? me off you should be in movies like that you should be in movies like that starring in movies like that well call some casting directors cg i'm down (laughs) i don't know i might already got canceled yeah (laughs) no you were safe because you said it was a woman and she's black let's just go with that and i think you'd be good black twitter would support you if you said mother nature was black and then i could say well cg said it was a black woman so i don't know what are you what are y'all mad about Exactly. What y'all mad about? That's perfect. Yeah. Because I thought Kate was saying, you know, just it's like it's what she is, a white woman. And I was gonna say I'm appalled by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just air air on the side of blackness. And you you will be you'll be okay. Even I if always you don't, do. Just just I don't be do. like uh don't be like what's what's her name that got in trouble? Uh see I Rachel Nichols. Don't be like her. What did she do? Because she, I watch her every day. What'd she yeah. do? Um, oh, God. You don't know about the Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols thing? It was a couple weeks ago. So last oh, year. Really? Yeah. So last year, <laughs> Maria Taylor, who's a, a black woman who is hosting NBA Countdown for the finals and everything, she's like had this ascent to be like a really big member of the ESPN team. Rachel Nichols is, is very talented. Uh, she's a white woman. She got caught in the bubble when she, in, during the NBA playoffs, and she got caught on a hot mic talking about like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, ESPN has always had trouble trouble with diversity, but I'm all for it, Maria Taylor. But don't basically don't come into my territory and take what's mine, basically. 
and they hid it for a year. It was in suppressed it for a year and it came out a couple of weeks ago and now there's like drama around that and we don't know they because Maria Taylor's contract is coming up. It's just drama. When she was supposed to be an ally, you know, and now people are looking at uh, Rachel Nichols sideways. So, well, that's Nichols, just like a- Rachel Nichols is on that. She runs the jump, right? Yeah, She's the jump is her jump. show. And, and so she- I'm sure they have that other lady on the jump from time to time, right? The one you're talking about. Well, now they they I think they do pre tapes. At one point, they were doing pre tapes so they wouldn't have to interact with each other. I don't. Mm-hmm. I sound like Gossip Girl right now, but like it's <laughs> we love but- that. But it was, you know, it was like some spicy stuff between them. And Rachel Nichols was supposed to be a sideline reporter, but they took her off that this season. So she wouldn't have to interact with Maria Taylor, who is the host of NBA Countdown. Hmm. So the last thing I heard is they extended Maria Taylor's contract through the end of the finals. Okay. Well, yeah, I've been mic'd before on sets. And the only thing I think they've caught me doing that I forgot I was mic'd was like peeing. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing I think about, too. That's what I think about, too, like going to the bathroom. Because you'll forget. Like, I'm sure they've heard other dumb shit, like just a really loud sneeze. Because I will forget. Being like, my- you being like, do you, we could have sex right now. Like, we could pull <laughs> <laughs> so it was something like that. I feel like something like that might have happened to you. <laughs> no one will know. You're like, seriously, before I go on, like, we could do this. We could do this. No? Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> I just definitely know that people have heard me say dumb shit, but thankfully, like, I don't say, I don't think I say dumb shit. That sounds more like she was being territorial. That, that stuff to me, like, this is my, like, yeah. It was also, it was, and also she was talking to uh, LeBron James's spokesman uh, and a spokesman for the LA Lakers, who's also a white guy. And they were like, oh, between Me Too and Black Lives Matter, like, they were tired of it. And I was like, ooh, that was, I, I left that out. But they were like, oh, oh yeah, that, tired of, of Black Lives Matter and uh, Me Too. And I think they, don't you think we're tired of it too, Marie? <laughs> uh, Rachel, <laughs> we're tired of getting killed and stuff, you know? So um, they were, and so it just didn't look, it was not a good look. And I unfollowed her on social media. And that and, and, and Rachel Nichols is my favorite type of white woman, uh, redheaded woman. Uh, and uh, Jewish, so a little thickness, a little thickness, yeah, little thickness yeah. as well, which I I always enjoy. So it was disappointing. It was very disappointing. But yeah, yeah lot I thought she had. I thought she had her black card because, like, you know, she hosts with like it's Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So, so I thought she basically had her card. Like, I thought she was completely down. Yeah, I didn't you know, about any of this yet. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> guess so yeah because you know but it's you know whatever she'll be all right they'll all be okay not after this podcast not <laughs> after this takedown <laughs> um okay so i want to get into at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Some other craziness that's going on. And once again, I don't always do topics like this because I'm not always the best researcher. So bear with me as I try to describe what's going on. So first, I want to get into Cuba. You both have kind of heard what's going on there a bit. I'm going to quote CBS Miami just to refresh it from here. So there were marchers slash protesters, and they were demanding an end to 62 years of a Castro communist regime that suppressed them for having basic human rights, food, medicine, or liberty. So the Cuban government cut internet service to the island and left many cities and towns without electricity, but some people found a way to still flood social media with video, which I think is great, because I kind of started seeing on TikTok certain videos, that's where I got really alarmed, and people begging for help in Cuba. 
directly on TikTok. That's kind of how I was alerted. And one of the things that's most upsetting to me is like the government's knocking on people's doors. And if there's a male between 16 and 19, immediately they have to go into the military to fight possibly their families who are protesting. So I'm pretty alarmed. I'll get, I know CG you have. Whenever like, cause I'm very like uproot evil government. And I'm not saying CG you're not like that, but you're also very like, yeah, but you can't just have anarchy. Like you still need to have police. And I'm not saying there doesn't need to be police or whatever, but I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you speak, but I'm very, I I'm always like treat, treat your citizens like humans. None of this shit. So yeah, I'll let I mean, you guys. <laughs> I, mean I, I only saw a little bit of it and like the videos they're speaking Spanish. Like I can't really make out what's happening, but like, you know, I don't know if what they're showing me, you know, a lot of the time they just show you bits and pieces. I don't really, I don't really know exactly what's going on down there. I mean, they cut the internet. How, how they want me to know what's going on? And also, whenever they call it like a regime, a regime always gets a bad rap. Like you never hear like their regime's doing a great job. The regime, everybody's happy. You know, the regime's really treating its citizens great. So I don't know the definition of a regime. But like, I just want to know, I don't want to, I don't want to take the stance of like, I hate all regimes. I don't want to be that guy. Okay. But also I just don't know. I just don't know what's going on exactly. Like they're, <clears throat> it's communist that they're trying to run a country. I don't know how much crime there is where you need to, if you need the cops to be busting down doors, I have, I have no idea. So like, I don't want to really pick a side either way. And I, I don't usually like to just bite on, I don't usually just like to bite on whatever they're, they're showing me real quick and just say like, oh yeah, man, that's, you know, I'm like, wait a sec, you know, is there other stuff that they're not showing me or is there, so like, I don't know. I know, I know it's hectic and they need to get things straightened out and they need to get the internet up so they can watch their Netflix. Like, you know, you ain't a real like, it's not a civilized country if you can't get your HBO Max or whatever, like, and just chill. So if they can't watch Mayor of Easttown, there's a problem. Like, then you're treating your citizens like animals. So, like, get the internet back up. And then after that, like, you know, do what you do. I don't really, as far as I go, I'm not a very political guy. So that, that's what I got. That's what I got. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. I just know that there's a reason why Florida is heavily pop South Florida is heavily populated with Cuban people who've defected to try to find a a better life for their their families. So, I mean, I that is terrible when what you've told me from what is that CBS Miami? I mean, I I, I don't know. Like I really can't speak on it cuz I don't And know also that. Also, it's like, all right, they're coming to take the guys from 16 to 19 because that's the kind of guys you don't want to fight. They're all healthy and strong. You don't want to have to fight those dudes so you can quick and get them on your team. You well, can't do that. You can't. I mean, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. I'm just I saying it's, it's, it's logical. So, like, I just think forcing forcing people to fight, like, people should be allowed to ask for change, you know? Um, now, once again, I don't know all the full story either. Who knows? how crazy the protests were getting. But from what I've been seeing on TikTok of Cuban citizens pleading for help and attention, it hurts my heart. So I just wanted to bring it up. And then obviously South Africa, you guys have probably heard, right? There's stuff going on there. So I'm just gonna read. Okay, so uh, what happened was former president Jacob Zuma, hope I'm pronouncing it right. He, the protest happened because he was beginning a 15 month sentence for refusing to appear at an inquiry into alleged corruption during his time in office. So now there's just immense food and fuel shortages. There's a lot of looting. I think it's like over a hundred people have died. And I just feel like there's a lot of unrest in the world in general. People want change. They want their needs heard and met. I'm not here trying to say I have specific answers. I just uh, wanted to bring attention to it for a second on here. I know it's not too funny, 
or comedians. With that one, they were showing like they were showing like you know a lot of like gunfights in the street and stuff like that, like factories burning and like the malls like completely looted, like there's nothing on the shelves anywhere, and there's only like a few places left. Like there was the, in the article I was reading, there was just like this one mall left in the in the province that they're protecting because it was like the last thing left. And he was like, you know, the cop or whatever they have down there that's equivalent to cops was like, you know, this is the last, this is the last one standing. Like that's this is why we're here. So um that's always kind of crazy to me how like you don't have a you, like, you need grocery stores and stuff like that in, in the crib. Like I, I don't I don't ever see like why would you like break the stuff that you need, like your family needs. Um, that, that's, that's the part I don't understand about the looting and stuff and the, uh, like protesting I get, but then, but then if you're starting to burn stuff and like tear stuff apart, like that's your stuff. Like, that's how, like, that's how we have things. And that's how like your family has things. And, uh, and just like a civilization works. Otherwise it's like, it's not a civilization anymore. It gets like real savage. It turns into like savagery. So like, I just, that's the part I don't understand about when something like that goes on. I think it's it's a part of the, it's just unrest and when people have been mistreated so much and it just becomes it it just devolves into the the looting and the rioting and some of that stuff, you know, like it it's basically they're they they are taking that stuff. If I think I said one time during all the protests, if I was if I got murdered by a cop i would want my people to have a nice flat screen <laughs> that is true that you know is- what i mean i was like i got that from the chris lambert riot and whenever you know and i got we got to play i got a playstation 5 i got a washer uh-huh. dryer you know we all shit we all helped each other out and we gotta and that washer dryer could last 10 15 years so you know, and we didn't have to pay for it. So that kind of stuff, I, you know, I, I get it. Those, but it's, it is because that thing, those things can be rebuilt, you know, those, that, but you can't, you can't bring back a person that you lost. Um, Cause insurance will take care of that. Cause that when, when all this stuff happened, at least in a, from an American standpoint, like the, the stuff in, um, in Baltimore, when the the brother got killed out there, beat up by the cops and just spying effed up, and it was just really bad. People were like, why are they burning down the CVS? It's like <laughs> CVS could be rebuilt, you know. Um, but yeah, I just think it, we're just at a point where we're just at a point where people are just unhappy, and and it, and, and it's funny, like where you where Kate, you're pulling journalism from TikTok. You know, you're finding out stuff. Hell yeah! TikTok. It's 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 uh insane how where we've come. Cause I thought they just had like hot chicks doing dances and stuff. And they mostly do. But invasion yeah. of privacy, we get a lot of our news from TikTok. As okay. Well, All right. As well as yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shaking booties on there and stuff like that. A lot of memes, funny memes and stuff. But we mainly rely on that as our news source. <laughs> <laughs> I have I do not have an account yet. I think that's the last. If you see me TikTok dancing, you know it's over. It's like no, it's like your last, yeah, your last breath. Like yeah. that's you're gonna eat those words. You're gonna lo- you're gonna eventually get on TikTok and you're gonna love it. I we're, we're gonna make him be in a TikTok video with us. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my He's gonna God. say, you know what? That was really a lot of fun. I felt <laughs> yeah. young again. You know, like that kind of thing. I don't know if that's really going to happen, but we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to put a, put the pressure on. Here's a great thing about TikTok. What happens normally is TikTok alerts me to an issue, and then I go to Google to get more of the info. No, I know. I'm not. I'm just giving. I'm. It's not really giving you shit. It's just like, yo, I didn't know they had that on TikTok. You know, I. You know, I, I have a stand up. TikTok's amazing, and I like that. When something's going down in a country, it seems to be a platform that citizens can have an outcry on. And I think that's important when a government's trying to close down on its citizens' freedom. If somehow TikTok, the way its algorithm is, is easier to upload things to than Instagram, it's like whatever gives people a voice, 
and allows girls to shake their ass because I also like twerking with my news. I don't want news without twerking. So it works for me. <laughs> it's like yeah. a hot person dancing. Oh my gosh, this news story. It has alien UFO sightings. I can take that all day. Possible mermaid sightings, Loch Ness monster sightings, all mm. of it. So for me, it's great. The other thing I wanted to say, I feel like I'm all over the place. So I don't want to talk about the Britney thing too much because I feel like we've talked about it before, but it is interesting what's going on in it. And I'm also kind of bringing it up because Chris, I know you had really funny thoughts about it. Oh. Yeah, I really, and I don't want you to have to like take your exact material, but yeah, I do think it's really interesting what's going on with her and how she's now speaking up more and more. Like, she's calling her sister Jamie Lynn Spears out on her Instagram now. Like, oh, what was Jamie Lynn doing? Well, just the fact that, like, her family kind of stood by and watched it happen while still profiting off of being related to Britney Spears. And I guess there was one particular event where her sister Jamie Lynn surprised the whole audience. Like, she did, like... Britney Spears songs on stage while Britney watched, kind of like sad and in pain. You know, it's just people really took from her. And then obviously Bill Cosby has been released, which, you know. And he was at the concert. He showed up at that concert. <laughs> no, up. no, just kidding. That's fake news. Sorry, <laughs> folks. <laughs> That's funny. I just think I just think there's a lot of interesting things going on because I obviously don't think Cosby should have been released, but he has been fairly released because they, I guess, used text and information illegally. So I just think the world's, I don't know. I think people are getting fired up and I'm kind of ready to just like grab my popcorn. As long as I'm safe and not like in the floods, <laughs> I'm kind of just watching it all go down. I'm trying to like root for for good and morality through it, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, of course people are popping off. There's a lot of bullshit going on, but I'm kind of ready for a new way of living. Yeah, I, I think with the celebrity stuff, like with Britney, it's it's just uh, and when you when we did that show together, I was trying to piece together. It, it, I wouldn't have I was prepared to do something else, and then Justin had mentioned something that clicked, and it's kind of like you have bits that I don't know. You know how you have bits that you've worked on, and it's either hit or miss. Sometimes it kills. Sometimes people are like, what the fuck are you doing? And <laughs> and, and, uh, and then sometimes it kind of comes together. But yeah, I I was, it's just, this. I don't like how people like use celebrities up. And I think Britney, like that, we kind of all collectively participated in that Britney Spears thing where I didn't know too much about her. Like, I just thought she, when she was young, I was like, oh, she's hot. She's dancing. She can't sing that well, but she, who who does? What pop star is, you know, everybody can't be Mariah Carey. But I, I just I just looked I just looked at her. She's hot. She's dancing. She's making money. Good for her. But I I don't like I don't like seeing what her parents or her dad's doing to her, and they're still milking her for money. And then we we built her up, and then now we're just tearing her down and she got, got to a point where she shaved her head and what was she like what did she do with that car like she her she like bashed a car with her umbrella one at one point yeah she had like a big umbrella thing and she was yeah. i i understood like if you're yeah. constantly being followed like some of these people are just the most reckless drivers paparazzi and everything like i could understand if she's going through a really tough time already you don't yeah. want his eyes on you in your toughest moments. So she snapped, you know, and it's like, I'm just kind of sick of people taking sides without really thinking about what is going on in that situation. There's so much more nuances and, you know, we have to really look at things and sympathize with people. And yeah. I don't know, I, I've been kind of sympathizing for her and for a lot of other people, but then there are other celebrities that I can't sympathize with. Like, I'm like, no, this person had too many uh, warnings. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like the R. Kelly thing, I don't sympathize with him. Like I could, maybe if I knew his whole story and how he got that, I could sympathize with. But like, if you were continuously 
having sex with minors or something like that, at some point you will lose my sympathy. Although I do think it would still be interesting how did that happen to a person? I'm just kind of sick too of seeing people get used up. Like we're consume, yeah. consume, consume, let me take. And then ha ha ha, that person has fallen. You right. know what I always thought was funny about the R. Kelly stuff? It seemed like whenever they interviewed the minors, the minors would be like, oh, Kelly, the shit, leave him alone. Like, like they were completely cool with it. Like, you know, like they, they loved him. So, so I always thought, I always thought that was kind of funny. Like you paint him as a monster, but then the victims or whatever, like we love R. Kelly. Stop fucking with us. Some of them. Yeah. And it just got weird. Um, then when that series came out, then it was a little different. <laughs> It was like because he had those, he had like that harem or that weird shit going on, and then it once that thing came because there was God, I'm trying to remember there was a piece that came out under ten years ago. That, what was that R. Kelly series called? I never actually watched that. Surviving one. R. Kelly. Okay, okay. And, and then they had the nerve to have a season two. It's like you got him. <laughs> you don't need a season two. This is just now you're trying to make more money off of it. Like, okay, we get he's a piece of shit. People that didn't know he was a piece of shit now know. Now there's a season two. But there was some piece, I forgot what it was It was on. It, uh, the Village Voice, I think, did a piece years ago. And it was just it just detailed a whole lot of his degenerate activities. And I was like, whoa, if you didn't know then, now you knew. And then people still just... It just got to a point where it's like, I can't listen to this guy's music anymore, even though as great as most of it is, it's just, it just doesn't make me feel good anymore, you know? And it's like, it's like, this guy's he's a bad dude. And then what part did we have in that? You know, what, like, not to say that we did anything to those girls, but it was just like, well, we kept, except people kept going to his shows. People kept buying tickets people kept buying albums and supporting this guy so we play a part in that also collectively i just don't like the hypocrisy where people try to act all high and mighty about it that's the thing that just rubs me the wrong way about all of this stuff instead of just saying like i like this dude's music he did a fucked up thing and i feel conflicted about it that's like with most of the, you know what i mean and just to just kind of stay back and say Wow, like I grew up listening to Cosby. I loved his TV show because the default is that Bill Cosby was never funny. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, come on. You know what I mean? Maybe he not may he may not have been your cup of tea, but the motherfucker was funny. I mean, the Cosby Show was amazing, just like yeah. a, a sitcom. I used to watch like reruns of it after I got home from school. Yeah, the Cosby Show. It was the shit, dude. Yeah, and it's just and and. We don't want to sit in the fact that we consume that stuff. It's an interesting thing to like to grapple with. And when it comes to that, it just I just don't like the hypocrisy of with any of this stuff. With anybody, any celebrity that's been disgraced. I, I liked American Beauty. I like Kevin Spacey in that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm all about what you're saying, actually, because I think people get mixed up and they're going to just label, label a person like good or bad instead of like see the strengths and see the weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm all about that. I think you got yeah, I think you got to see all of it. I was having an argument with so and you guys might not agree with this, but I was I'm not I'm not a Trump supporter, but I was having an argument with somebody was just trashing him. And then they said, and I said, like, but I mean, he, he might be good, like, at financial stuff. Like, he might be good for the economy. And they were like, he didn't, he, he ain't good at making money. And, and I was thinking, like, how? He isn't. <laughs> and then, see, I got that. I've gotten it a few times. And I was thinking, but, like, I, even if you say he's not, like, he, he, he rides on million-dollar lots and has billion-dollar places and hotels and stuff that he can stay at any time. So I would, uh, to me, that was kind of the same thing where I kind of think Trump's a piece of shit. But then I was like, but I think like he's probably pretty good with money. That was that was all my point was. And I thought the other person, even though your argument may be right, he may not actually be because he's bankrupt and all this all this stuff. Yeah. But to me, the per it seemed like the person just wanted them all bad and didn't want to give him credit in any way. And then, And then I was like, 
I, w- I was kind of seeing the same thing in that. I'd just be, you'd just be hard pressed to find the good things about that dude. He doesn't care about <laughs> anybody. Like I, even the, the take the racism out. He doesn't care about the people, the people that stormed the Capitol. He doesn't <laughs> give a shit about them. You think he cares about that, that woman that idiotically, when she was told to stand down, that climbed over that barricade and got killed? He doesn't care about any of those people. He's just in it for himself, and it's it's just, it's an embarrassment for our country. It's, it's just like a plague. That was a plague on our country, and it and it's going to, they want it to bubble up again in, in 2024. God help us all if uh, that happens. Mm. You know, I think the world's going to be continuing to evolve and change pretty rapidly, even if it's just like if we keep having more environmental disasters, like I think things are shifting as a way to make the existing power structures, maybe even how we vote for presidents or whatever. I think things are going to have to change, but we'll see. You know, I could be wrong there. And I just want to say, too. I have a lot of trouble listening to Michael Jackson songs now because no one can deny, I think, that he's a great musical artist. Some of his songs are just the catchiest, amazing, like they're just, he has some really good songs. And um, and yet, and some people don't believe the documentary Leaving Neverland, you know, but I really do believe the people who said that they got molested by him. And I just, it sucks because when a song comes on, a part of my soul wants to like jam out to it. And then I just can't. I'm like, oh, I just can't stop thinking about the stories. Like he had like secret little hidden rooms with bells. Mm-hmm. So he'd be alerted if someone, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's too many hidden contraptions and, you know, things that made me be like, I can't. Trap doors with sliding boards. <laughs> yeah. They didn't show that part. He had the little trap door with the sliding board. Yeah, that that shit is wild. But you get to a certain point sometimes in celebrity where they just can't feel anymore. Like they've done so many drugs, so many exciting concerts and things that they've like spiked in their adrenaline. And now they're like, what's next? Little boys' booty holes. You know, like some of these people, and that's not the right move. But that's like. <laughs> That's like what some of them, they're just so like numb and they've done it. Like they've had orgies at fucking Epstein Island and like, they're just like, I need more, you know? And like, and yet we continue to be in showbiz. (laughs) Well, we're trying to be, we're, well, this is why we, I think want to be a different kind of making it where it's like, you're actually happy inside and causing uh you're bringing good vibrations out you know you're not just trying to like misuse your power but yeah, yeah i think it's i think it's like any other job but it's just like there's there's more there's uh the magnifying glasses on you a lot more but just like i i always say this i think making it for me when you get when you're younger i'm 41 i don't know how old you guys are but like when you're younger and you're starting out, you're just like, I'm going to be the next uh, this guy, the next that guy. Look out, Denzel. And then that doesn't happen. And you just kind of think, OK, well, you start to your dreams just kind of get narrowed down and you just kind of think about like, well, what is important to me? The important thing is to be healthy, pay, take care of my parents and really just live a life where I could say no to things like. When if I don't have to punch in to a day job, that's making it for me, and I could pay my bills and and not have to use vacation days to come perform at the Borgata. That's making it. I don't know when life happens to you, you kind of put things into perspective in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you you think that being in a uh, a global pandemic, you think that that would help a lot of people, but. It doesn't, and you just kind of like, well, COVID got millions of the wrong people because there's still some like fucking assholes around. It's it's just it's I don't know. We're all flawed, and some are more flawed than others. I feel like the assholes survive. Yeah, they do. They do. The cockroaches. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's not necessarily true, but we'll see. If we are entering an apocalypse-like state, there will be more deaths. And, you know, at the end of it, hopefully we're all standing and can really evaluate if it was the good ones or the bad ones that. If it's the apocalypse, I'd rather check out. I don't, I don't want to be left in the rubble, to be quite honest with you. I'm fine if somebody finds me in the rubble. Yeah. And then they're like, no. But, like, I don't want to be the one finding people and have to put the world back together. That's not a job that I would like. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'd be one of the people who turned bad, yeah, like in the Walking those... Dead, or something. Like I'm good yeah. now. I'm good when I have stuff and I have food because I eat like a fat kid. You know, like I'm good now. But if, but if all that happened, I feel like I'd be one of the first people to turn bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know until it happens. But <laughs> we got. I don't want to be that guy. I don't <laughs> want to be that guy. It's just environmental pressures, man. I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> okay so you know i know what it happened so at least you're honest just, about it at least you're yeah honest. yeah i no, would i'd be right one now. of the first to cave but no. therefore i'd have one of the first like silos where there's all these bad people at and so like i have a pretty pretty good operation going on but it's of evil people were you buying all the toilet paper and stuff when this went down probably that I'm like, I'm like definitely like home invasion on the weakest people on the street that we know <laughs> And then, you know, fortify the house and then let, you know, stuff like that. Like, like, listen, man, shit is going down. And I'd like be crying. I'd be crying through it. But yeah, I would, I feel like it would just go, go wrong. So if I, I got taken out, that would be a justice probably. If it happened. Well, let's hope the apocalypse isn't really happening and somehow it's a big wake up call, but got to wrap it up anyway. So <laughs> I was trying to do more current events this podcast, and I felt like I was a very novice. I can't even think of a news anchor right now. But anyway, no, no, we we are we're breaking into Kate doing more current events right now because <laughs> okay. you know really we want to be legit. How be, long have you been doing the pod? Like seven years, but like. I, I do a lot of personal stories and CG was like, let's do more things that aren't just like personal sure. shit, you know? Yeah. So this is my attempt. And I just feel like I'm not the smoothest always at like the transitions, but whatever, I'll get all there. that happens all the time. And, and people and fuck them. They're not paying for it. You know, <laughs> this isn't on exactly. Patreon, you know, so, you know. You got to try. I've been Our doing my podcast for eight years. So I know it. you, you want to things shift and evolve. So, you know, it's nothing wrong with trying new things. Thank you. Yeah, got to keep it fresh. Yeah. So, Chris, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Lamberth. And I also have a podcast called The Mundane Festival. It's where I talk to comedians and... Uh, artists about their life and career and also current events and you can it's a weekly podcast i also have a patreon um and yeah i upload new episodes on sundays awesome thanks for coming on cg where can they find you cg erickson on instagram or youtube or tiktok shaking that ass <laughs> i <laughs> wish I want more videos of you shaking that ass. Uh, oh, I do. <laughs> um, Took a me, long time. Me on TikTok. I want to be shaking that ass more. My goal is eventually get on OnlyFans. That's my that's my version of made it. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> to to get on, I think you just sign up. I, I don't think it's like a you made it. Like somebody no. chose you. Yeah, I think you just sign up. You're a I woman. You, just, you yeah. make a user. You you make no. a username and password, and you're on. You have to have the courage to do it. And then also, I'm a comedian and a healer. That's already something that people are like, how can you be both? So, like, if, I, if I'm if i now on OnlyFans, I don't think I'll be accepted necessarily. So I don't have the confidence, or I don't really know if I want to do OnlyFans, but if you could make decent money, I could get past everyone's judgment. <laughs> Dude, if your dreams is to become an OnlyFan, I want to make your dreams come true like today. We're just, we just have to find your yeah, user, username and password. And we're, we're are not that far away. Just open up the laptop, you know, like log off of this, 
and uh, <laughs> put you know put on a revealing top. You're I'm not trying to be in this Me Too era. Era, you're a lovely uh, young woman. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Thank you. Just All right. Well, your dreams come true about four minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One step closer. No, I just don't want to have the OnlyFans that no one subscribes to. I say that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, we'll see if I, if I get to the OnlyFans. That's got to be depressing. <laughs> yeah. If you're putting out the content, but you don't have any followers, that's got to be depressing. I'm like, here they are, guys. My body, my boobs. And people are like, we're good. And it's just like zero subscribers. And I'm like, <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys for listening. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash invasion of privacy. I can give you a healing tower reading kwolf27 at gmail.com. I can help you all build the confidence to have OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> so come to me. And thanks so much, you guys, for being here. Yeah, thanks, Chris, for coming, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.